Quantity Radio. Welcome back to another episode of Quantity Radio. We are here to talk about everything from love, relationships, spirituality, business, and everything in between. And on today's episode, we have a special guest, another special guest. Um, We have Mr. CJ here from CJ's World for Firearm and CPR Training. So I'm excited to have you on. How are you doing today, sir? Honored, honored. Thank you for having me. Thank, Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for coming on. I appreciate you coming on. I'm excited to learn about what you do. And so I know you provide the firearm safety and um, CPR training. Mm-hmm. So, and I wanted to kind of tie in, um, since we're talking about it, I wanted to kind of tie it in with um, gun violence. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, the both sides of it, you know, the pros and the cons of having a firearm and knowing how to properly use it, assemble it, and everything down to the laws and everything yeah. like that. So I'm excited to learn about that because I actually, um, that was one of my goals this year is okay. to uh, purchase a firearm. Because I'm okay. like, I'm going to get a gun, I'm going to get a gun. Well, I was yeah. supposed to do it last year. I never did it. <laughs> um, and I don't know what it's like. They stick me like, I, I'm not afraid or nothing. I just, it'd be like the last thing on my list. But when something happens, emergencies yeah. happen, things yeah. pop off, people are like, oh, wait, I wish I would have had it at this oh, moment. Yeah. You know? yeah, facts. So, um, I'm excited to learn about that. So, let's talk about gun violence for a second. Mm-hmm. Um, growing up, were you around a lot of, like, gun violence and, you know, crazy incidents involving guns? Uh, yeah, the typical. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Oakland, Richmond, you know, it's a small city, so a lot of people getting shot. Not to say it like that, but it is. It's the truth, you, yeah. you know, um, but it but it didn't really, like, scare you you know it's just messed up we'd be like okay somebody's shooting so now we like all right well that was 10 shots that was 15 shots or oh that's one shot they probably suck or something like that yeah um that, that honestly we we hear that all the time it's messed up though but that's it's just typical yeah you yeah. get desensitized to it yeah. and that's just typical bay area life you know go to a side show you know everybody just shooting in the air yeah. you know what i'm saying uh christmas new year's eve fourth of july Shooting. You know what I'm saying? It's shooting and think it's fireworks. Nah, family. <laughs> <laughs> like, no, yeah, this was got yeah. shot. So you better duck and cover because what come up got to come down. You know what I'm saying? So you don't want to be around that. Um, I've My um personal experience with gun violence, so I've been directly connected with situations that involve gun violence. Um, I lost two people that I know, um, two gun violence. Um, they're no longer here. And also my brother was involved with a, uh, gun violence situation and now he's in prison. So Mm -hmm. I feel like if the proper knowledge, um, was there for certain individuals or even to know like different alternatives instead of resorting to the gun, I feel like for me, like the gun should be like the last resort. I feel like, so at first, like if you got to, you know, fight for yourself, you know, you, we throw on hands or, you yeah. know, we trying to run away from the situation or whatever like that. But if it's like, I feel like if it's like life or death, mm-hmm. then it's like, okay, then I got to resort to this because this is how I'm going to protect myself. Yeah, no, that's actually, it's crazy. It's literally a story going around today. A 16-year-old shot and killed his brother and stopped him. Mm-hmm. You and know we were just saying? talking about Yeah, that. and it's a, it's a lot of things that most mistakes happen because people put their finger on the trigger too fast or something like that. And even like you said, like when you was talking, it uh, brought back a memory. Sad to say, I was in a club in Caribbean City in Oakland, and the person next to me literally got shot. Wow. Now, the, the extra stupid part was we went to the club the very next day. But 
you know what I'm saying? It, it, it is like that. Like, people get shot in front of us, and we be like, all right, cool. All right, they all right? Are they gone? Yeah. What are we doing now? You know, and it's, yeah. uh, every, most, most gun accidents happen because people don't know how to properly break it down, clean it, you know what I'm saying? They just put their finger on the trigger, and then they just say, let me show you something. Like, uh, one of my friends in high school, he got shot in the mouth. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, you, you see it all trying the time. To practice or, like, what was he? Yeah. You see pra- practice. Yeah. So, it's like, you see that stuff and it'd be like, you know, it's, it, it's for some people, it make them stay away from guns. Mm-hmm. For others, it really don't matter. Like, me, I wasn't really tripping off of it too much until I became grown to where, like, oh, because growing up in the Bay, you really didn't think you can get legal guns like that. A lot of people got them, but yeah. we don't know where they came. They ain't come from no store. So it's just like now it's like okay no right, let me do it the proper way and you do things like this so that's kind of how it is now I just want to change the narrative yeah and you think it's uh people are afraid too like so to get a gun legally and properly registered and everything like that they might be a little scared because if something do pop off that's in your name like you're you know it all traces back to you so maybe they might want to go another route and I'm gonna get something like an illegal firearm and maybe that might be some of the the uh, fear behind it. But that's because they don't know the laws either. It's that the, ties into that as well. I feel like that's kind of that's kind. It's both ways, but in reality, everybody think they got a million ops, but they don't. You know, saying <laughs> they they want to say for Instagram, I need me a gun. You don't. Has anybody shot at you the past year, two years? Nobody shot at you. You probably type something on Instagram, but they they say I need a gun because of this situation. But in reality, if you have to defend yourself with a legal gun, the penalty be way less if you get caught with an illegal gun anyway. Mm-hmm. So you're already losing. You're doing a lose-lose situation. But it's just, I tell people, um, look at the source of the information. Everybody say, oh, it's super hard to get a gun in California. It's not. But it's just like, so the person that told you was probably didn't ever try, probably got a heck of felonies, and somebody told him no because he was uh, had a problem. But if you don't have no felonies, you got a good background, you walk into the gun store with your firearm safety card, you, you know, get it in 10 days. It's really a simple process. It's yeah. super, super simple. People just make it harder than what it really is because they really lack the knowledge, mm-hmm. you know, of doing what they're supposed to be doing. And I feel like, like you said, people be on Instagram or I'm taking pictures with guns and, you know, I, I want somebody to be scared of me or I know if they coming for me, I got this. Like, that's not the type of person that you want to yeah. associate yourself with. Anyway, people, somebody that's showing yeah. it off. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You're like, if somebody run up on me, you don't know if I got a gun or not. That's going to be your surprise. Yeah. <laughs> that's going to be your surprise. Yeah. And I feel like... Um, just having guns in general, guns in general, gun violence, um, is like really heavily glorified in today's music, especially for black artists. Yeah. You know, we're talking about shooting people and oh, if the ops coming, I'm gonna hit them with the oh, whatever. Yeah. You know, that's yeah. always in somebody's rap song, and so that kind of influences, especially like the younger generation as well, mm-hmm. to go out there and just get guns and think it's cool to yeah. just have a gun just to have it on your hip. You know, you ain't yeah. got no ops. Like you said, you ain't got no ops. Yeah. Ain't nobody beefing with you. But, you you know, you just want to have a gun to tote it. Then uh, that's, that's that's heavy what you said. That can go back to, you know, they just trying to break up the black household. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? That it's, it's everything, you know what I'm saying, not to be propaganda or conspiracy theorists, but it's just like everything really been programmed. You know what I'm yeah. saying? They really promote violence more. They ain't promoting love. No. You know what I'm saying? It's one of those things where it's just like, okay, it's easy to sell Death and violence, but it could be also easy to sell education, go to college, you know what I'm saying, marry your wife, get one woman, and, you know, be happy. But no, you know what I'm saying, bodies is what sell, and it's messed up, but it don't have to be like that. Mm-hmm. You know, so, yeah, it's, it's, it's terrible, just like with, a, like with bacon. Everybody think bacon, 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 but it's just like, no, you know, that's not healthy. It's not healthy for you. <laughs> you no know? pork on my fork. I'm sorry. I can't <laughs> no, fact, I don't eat pork No, either. that's a fact. That's a fact. <laughs> 
Yes. Okay. So, and I had well, I had read a, a statistic. Mm-hmm. Um, let me go to it. So, well, not even a statistic. Just saying about how much jail time you would get. Because I was curious. I'm like, okay, I'm about to be doing a podcast on this. I want to, you know, inform myself and look up the facts for, mm-hmm. you know, how long you could get if you are, you know, having an illegal firearm and are using it, you know, and something, you know, bad happens and you take somebody's life. So yeah. it says these enhancements allow these enhancements allow California judges to add the following to a prison sentence. They get 10 years if you possess a gun. 20 years if you fire a weapon, and 25 years if you seriously hurt or kill someone with a gun. Mm-hmm. So all that added up, you you about to be in jail for about 50 Yeah, plus, then, you know, know what I'm saying? Then, then, throw, then throw a switch on there, mm-hmm. uh, throw an extended magazine, um, you know what I'm saying? Say, say you, uh, since this is Stockton, say you out here, you know, say you're a crip or a blood or something like that, now you're finna get gang enhancements. Mm-hmm. So, you, you know what I'm saying? That one... Uh, page that you just read now you may be looking at honey years you know what I'm saying because it's like i know people right now who are who actually got sentenced hundred years 123 years off um, of gun charges like off of gun off that. of gun charges murder um this is it's really yeah they really giving you you're gonna die and come back and then still be in jail yeah that's that's yeah. how that's the numbers that they're giving people mm-hmm. you know um uh, but at the same time too it's also about how good are your lawyer is because there are some people you know who have got off on stuff you know what I'm saying? It's it's money talks in every situation. That is the truth because you could get off and you pay the right amount of money to the, the right lawyer, yeah. or attorney, whoever, and they'll get you off. Yeah, but you gotta want to avoid that from the beginning. Yeah, <laughs> you know, and it's in reality, there's uh, something called carry insurance. So, like me, I, I have my CCW and I have my gun, but I also got insurance. What's a CCW? So, a uh, concealed carry weapons license. Okay. So I can carry my gun pretty much wherever, um, you know, except for like. Um, I have like federal buildings and hospitals and stuff like that. But if I'm walking down the street and somebody tries to attack me or do something to me, I can defend myself. Um, it's self-defense and it's not going to be like, Oh, he took his gun from home. It's illegal or something like, Nope, this is my legal gun. The sheriff said I can legally carry this around and defend myself with no problem. So then I uh, have insurance. So if I get into a shootout, I have $2 million for a lawyer. So I have, so I have bail money. I have, uh, you know, they say, you know, you get money for the uh, time that you miss from your work and everything like that. So, you know, it's it's a difference. You can do things legally and be secured if you have exactly. to defend yourself. Yeah. Your family can be, too. And it's not just weapons. So if you defend yourself with a baseball bat, pencil, knife, or whatever like that, you still have that same amount of money for the lawyer. If somebody steals your gun and does a crime with your gun, now you get an extra $2 million on top of that. Wow. And that's only $300 a year. I need to look into that. I mean, I don't want to get into that, but you never know what's going to happen yeah. in today's world. Yeah. So it's always good to cover that and have that extra, you know, that cushion for yeah. you to move around with. Yeah, even if you just at, if you just at home, even if you don't have your CCW, you can still get it because somebody, because you know, somebody can break into your house. You can defend yourself. They can still sue you mm. for yeah. breaking into my house. Yes, somebody broke. Somebody. It's a, it's a story. A man broke into a woman's house. He fell through the through the skylight window, mm-hmm. cut himself, and then he sued the woman and won. Wow, yeah, um, that's crazy. It's I, in California. I, that's, cra- that's California for you. You can sue for you can sue for anything because you wanted to rob me. Wow, okay, um, <laughs> that's good to know. See, the more you know. So I know you started off as an EMT. Did you see a lot of uh, gun violence uh, incidents being an EMT? Like, okay, you know, we got gun uh, shot, uh, a gunshot wound victim. You know, yes, all that stuff going on. Yes and no. Um, I didn't stay on the rig too long because, like you know, it's sad to say the pay 
you know, um, when I when I started being an EMT, it was in 2017, and the pay was like $12.75. But I had left um, to become like a, a tech EMT, so I was doing it for tech companies. So you go from there, it's like you're making $12, to now you're making 23 Then you go to another company, now you're making 35 mm-hmm. So now it's like I'm making like beginning paramedic wages and I'm staying and I'm literally just in one building or two buildings and I don't have to, you know, go out and do everything like this. But you did see it. You know what I'm saying? Like you deliver babies. You know what I'm saying? I got a few kids named after me. Um, oh, but you know, really? Yeah. That's you know. so sweet. Like, yeah. you named your child after me. <laughs> yeah, you know, you, you see, you see, just, you get babies uh, delivered in awkward situations. You know what I'm saying? Back of cars and different things like that. What was you your know. most awkward situation like being an EMT? Honestly, just it's just the home, the homelessness, the homeless. They just naked. It's just naked and stink, and they drunk, and it's just you, you, you it's see it. Naked. Yeah, you, you see it. You know what I mean? And it's like it's not to be crazy, but they got these toenails that be so long, and it's just like this stench that, like, if you be around a homeless person, a real homeless, you know, you know that. Like now we got to try to wrestle him down and tie him down and stuff Everybody's like that. Naked. Yeah, yeah. That's 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 awkward. everything everything else you prepare for. Yeah. It's but like, that's you know, not for the naked. Yeah, for somebody's giving birth, okay, <laughs> somebody's shot or bleeding out, okay, we fixed that. But yeah. it's the naked man just wiggling around. Mm-hmm. That's that's not fun. That's just something you might go on. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Go yeah. for like, okay, let's just hurry and get this over with. <laughs> yeah, but but you but you see it so much because you know, uh Oakley got Highland, San Francisco, mm-hmm. you know, you got Golden Gate Park, so just you'll you'll never know what you run into. Yeah, yeah. So how did your how did you transition from your job into being an entrepreneur, knowing that you wanted to even go that route? Mm, YouTube actually, YouTube, and um, a friend that gave me a push, um, and uh, it was like uh, it was during the pandemic, like the height of pandemic was like twenty twenty. Are we still in pandemic? Are we right? They said they stopped it from being okay. a pandemic already, but I, I mean, you know, okay, we not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't know. So like, I don't want, I don't want to say we out of it, but, um, yeah. but like, I guess the beginning of it, people start posting their gun collections on YouTube. Mm-hmm. So then I just posted like some of mine, and then it got hella views on there, and then people just start hitting me up like, oh man, you know, I want to go shooting. So I'm cool. So I got like stockpiles, thousands of rounds and stuff. So I'm like, cool, let's go fun shoot or whatever. Yeah. Then ammo start going down, and then my boy. Uh, he was an entrepreneur too. Um, he out in the Bay. Uh, he owned the clothing line, Brooklyn Hearts Clothing Line. So he was just like, you know, um, hey, bro, you need to charge for this. And it's just like I really watched him, like you know, from high school to doing stuff. He like, bro, you need to charge for this. This is cool, but you need to charge. And you need to charge more than what you think. Mm-hmm. So I was just like, oh snap. So it just kind of went from there to just transitioning. And then uh, me and my boy Josiah, we was at a, a a tech job in San Francisco, and it was just like, this is him. He loves tech. Me, I'm a people person. I want to do other things, and I want to just, you know, do work for myself. Mm-hmm. So I got tired of driving to Frisco, and then I was just like, let me figure it out. And, you know, I'm, I'm out here, and I still, you know, do classes, but just sitting in two hours traffic, going to work, and then two hours coming home, that I wasn't no. taking up yeah. and all that, just sitting in that back-and-forth traffic. I'm angry when I come home. You know <laughs> yeah. what I'm saying? Like, it, yeah. ain't, it ain't no quality of life. Like, if you work eight hours – but you gone for sixteen, you know what I'm saying? You really losing your money and your that time. Four hours and yeah. still gotta sleep and yeah. you wake up and do it all over again. It's it's sick and then going to sleep at seven in the morning, waking up at three, four in the morning, then get you know, I mean we're going to sleep, we're getting home at seven, waking up at three, 
You know what I'm saying? So at some point you got to eat. You got to mm-hmm. try to do something for yourself. Hey, you know what I'm saying? Talk to the family or not. You know what I mean? Or not, yeah. So it's just like, you know, the quality of life is what's more important to me. Like, I want to be there for my kids. Like, I'll I take my daughter to school and pick her up every day. You know what I'm yeah. saying? That stuff, that's, that's what matters to me. Right yeah. There. That's a joy. I, I understand it fully because I'm like, you know, you got your nine to five and then you got to do other things. You got to make room for your activities for your kids, mm-hmm. for stuff that you want to do. Your alone time It's not mm-hmm. enough hours in the day if you commute especially commuting yeah. that, that commute is no joke because i'm i used to commute from here to fremont going to tesla Ooh. so yeah and doing that and even catching the shuttle like it's taking more time you yeah. gotta stop at tracy you gotta stop here you gotta stop there so you know it takes a lot of time out of your day of what you could be doing if you weren't doing that you start thinking all the stuff that you could be doing if you weren't at work because with tesla um a lot of people I, I know a lot of people was doing it wasn't y'all working like 12s like yeah. all 12s or I was something like that? 6 p.m to 6 a.m in the morning yeah. <laughs> okay so my, my sleep pattern was all thrown off when I get home and trying to go to sleep and everybody's up making noise and do what they got to do. Well, I'm trying to power down and go to sleep and wake up and do yeah. it all over again. So it's just it's just a lot. So I said, I will never, I cannot do 12s anymore or like work overnight because that's what they call it, graveyard. Like mm-hmm. for graveyard shit, if you're killing yourself, you're supposed to be asleep at that time. You yeah, know? yeah. I uh, can't, I can't do it no more. Like I said, a, a lot of people, a lot of people go there. The, the turnover be crazy, but mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. I, I know people go there, get a quick check and then dip out. But yeah, yeah that, you know, I didn't know it was twelves like that. Just I thought they was just playing. Like, no, <laughs> yeah, twelve just every just every day of twelve. That's not cool. They don't play at all. The money was cool, but shoot, your body once you start to work there and you've been there for a couple months and your knees start, you know, giving out on you a little bit from standing on the you know, on the car the concrete floors for twelve hours. Oh, you know what I'm saying? And then you got to walk all the way. The building is so big, so I'm walking all the way from the back all the way to the front, get in the car, go to lunch. By the time you come back, it's time to clock back in and get back to work. You oh, know? Snap. So it's a lot yeah. of, you know, hustle and bustle on the grind moving up there. So, you know, but um, definitely um, I want to talk about what is the most important things uh, we should know about firearms and firearm safety. And we were just talking about the 16-year-old that shot the 13-year-old. Um, so even just proper safety precautions and measures for properly storing your gun mm-hmm. because it shouldn't be no way. I've seen that way too many times where kids get a hold of guns um, mm-hmm. that the parents have, and it's yeah. like, why? Like, how did that happen? Like, it wasn't stored properly. Like, you guys didn't lock it up or put it away or, you know what I mean? So let's talk about that. You know, um, it's one of those things where, you know, you get um, – it- Speaking on that, it's a kid, a parent, so say my kid uh, have, brings a friend over um, and the friend sees one of my guns out, I can go to jail for child endangerment and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So, yeah, so proper storage, you know, it's you can go anything. You can use the box that uh, it was bought in. You can use um, a safe storage. Um, you can use, like, different magnets, you know, and lock it up in uh, safer places where kids can't get to it. I'm sorry. But it's just it's so many places where you can uh, store your gun out of the reach of children because if you don't, you know, the, the penalties be crazy. I'm not get, you know, 20 to 30 videos when they go viral. But then it's like just a lot of people just send me stuff. Like it was a baby. Um, it was three years old, was walking. So basically the front door right here, the kid walked out of the house with their dad gun and then was just walking around the stairs. You know what I mean? Like you literally see this like little kid, three, year old? three years old, Wow. you know, and it's, uh, it's, it's scary because, you know, I'm, I'm probably going to do a video either tomorrow or Monday was a kid, I don't, I don't know, I think he was maybe four, he shot one in the air, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? So it's just when it comes to safety, you know, everybody, everybody's house dynamic is different, you know. I always say you should be able to, to get to your gun 
within a few seconds because if somebody breaks into your house and you five foot two and your gun is at the top of your closet and you got to go get a chair from another room to get it, that's not going to help you. But at the same time, too, if you're just leaving it on the coffee table, that's a different discussion. And it's uh, things that we need to talk to our kids about. If we tell our kids, hey, wash the dishes, but be careful with the knives. Don't don't play with the knives. Don't play with the fire. We can also tell our kids, you know, this gun right here is a tool. You know, you use it in self-defense. You don't play with it. You Kids, uh, my kid classes, you know, they listen more than adults because they understand, okay, they seen it on a game or something, so they know this is going to go bang. They know it's going to hurt somebody, so you don't point it at yourself ever, and you know what I'm saying, unless you're willing to destroy that situation. You know what I mean? So we need to just have those conversations. So when I go out of state, they'd be like, oh, you know, CJ, we're talking about steak, and then, you know, we're talking about guns. And we tell the kids, you know, if you can't hit the deer, you can't eat tonight. So kids as young as four or five years old, they already practicing and they know how to clean it and break it down. And I could send you a video that people send me in China. Um, it's like a little, it's a kid class. I think they was like eight years old. It's like a hundred of them. They breaking down guns faster than me, breaking them down, pulling them, putting them back together, eyes closed and all the stuff. Oh yeah. So, I see with the little blindfolds. And yeah. Stuff on, so it's like just it. like you, whatever you teach a kid, you can teach a kid anything. Mm-hmm. It's just, you just got to have a conversation, but a lot of adults are just not safe themselves. That's why they need to come see CJ and take the class. So, you know what I mean? But, uh, you know, that, that's, it's, it's really important. Don't play with a gun. It's not too, like I carry my gun all, all the time, but. I don't use it because I want to be big, bad, and threat. I just want to make it home at the end of the day. Right. That, that's Maybe, that's it. You know, God forbid, I will use it. But if not, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, you know. It's just for safety. It's just for a safety reason. So would you recommend, like, putting it in, like, a a safe box when it comes to, like, the safest place to keep it away from kids? So, like, a, like a padlock or... You know, uh, so they won't be able to get into it. It it, it depends on it depends on your room because you know some people have safes like this big, and then some people have big wall safes that's as big as this room. Mm-hmm. So it just depends on what your budget can afford. You know, um, get you get you. I say you know, uh, get you a fingerprint one. Mm-hmm. You know, what I'm saying you know, put your fingerprint in or a quick key, and then you know that's cool. Like because your kid is not gonna have a fingerprint. You know, and you ain't got to tell them the password. But then at the same time too, depending on the child's age, you also need to have a safety plan. If, uh, if somebody breaks in and I'm in this room or you in that room, the code is this and you need to go there, you know, to get this and bring this to me. You know what I mean? So it's just like I said, it's just how about the conversations that you have with your kids and you need to give them uh, some maturity and trust. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's also it's one of those things, too, just like that. Mm-hmm. So I have a question, too, just out of curiosity. So, so what happens if, you know, like, for instance, that kid shot, 16-year-old shot a 13-year-old? Mm-hmm. Would the the kid wouldn't get charged with anything? Would be the uh, responsible gun owner. They would go and face jail time, or the laws would apply to them and not the child. It, there, there's no slam dunk answer for that. It's two different ways. Mm-hmm. Um, out here, it's it probably gonna be depends on how the kid got the gun. If it was the parents, if it was legal gun, then you know, okay, he's charged for the parent possibly. But then it could be. You know, could they could have got an illegal gun off the street or something like that? And then now we trying to figure out do we charge a kid? Because what really happened? Because the story just happened, so it really ain't unfold. But right now, I could literally pull out my phone and show you this DM from this lady. She was in Georgia. Her one year old actually shot somebody in the store. Wow. You know what I mean? And then literally the police just said, "Oh, you know, they they was lucky." Because it, it was a one year old that shot him. Yeah. Wow. Like and and then nothing happened after that. I mean, I mean. So yeah, so so you so. Can't really it just, yeah, yeah. It yeah. just it just depends. So, but yeah, but a person got shot in the shoulder. Wow. 
You know, so it just depends. You know, different states is different. I had a student today. He told me he came from Texas, and uh, he had a CCW, but he didn't take it to work with him. And then the police pulled him over, and they said, why don't you have your gun on you? The police told him that. The police said, I could be getting into a shootout, and you could be somebody defending me because you're a good law-abiding citizen, but you don't have your gun. The oh, great, yeah. They want you to carry it. See, Texas is a whole yeah. different thing. Because when I went to yeah. Texas, and, you know, I remember, you know, people saying, oh, you can just carry openly out there. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter. But, you know, that's always in the back of my head. But when I actually went out there, um, not last year, I think I went, but the year before that I went to Texas, and I'm at the gas station, and guys just out pumping gas, gun, hip. I'm like, like, yeah. you don't see that in California. Like, yeah. you know, somebody pull out and, you know, whatever, that's a difference. But just to be able to just carry it sitting comfortably on his hip and, you know, he's pumping his gas. I'm like, oh, yeah. wow. Like, I had to look, like, do a little double take. I'm like, oh, okay. Like, you yeah. know, I'm just not used to seeing that. You go, you go to Texas. You go to Vegas. First time I seen somebody open carry it was in Vegas. It was this lady. I still remember what she had on everything. She, we was in Target. And she was reaching down to get some peas. And I was just like, hey, man, she got a gun on there. And my boy was just like, no, it's just an open carry state. And I was like, but, yeah, we just so conditioned out here to guns are bad or whatever. Mm-hmm. But everywhere else, they just like, you know, it's just a piece of them. You know, we yeah. when I I forget my, my phone or my wallet before I get my gun when I leave the house. Wow. You know what I'm saying? Because that's just how it is when, like, I know how they feel in other states. And, it's, and it is true. Like, so, you know, a lot of people thought we couldn't even get this. So, put it like this. People say black people can't get guns. It's like, I'm a black man who's a CCW instructor, and I can give you your gun license. I can do everything that the gun store do. Mm-hmm. Everything that they say we can't do, I can do it. So yeah. it's just like, no, I want to continue to be like, so that me having that privilege and that right, I'm going to exercise all of my rights to just know, I know I can do this with no problem, and it's legal. Mm-hmm. I get pulled over, I get pulled over because I got tents on my window, yeah. and I'm going to keep them on. And it's just like, but it's just like I have my license, I have my insurance, and I, you know what I mean. There's nothing that you can do or say. And yeah. You got all your ducks in a row. Yeah, yo, you know, take the tents down. Okay, cool. I'm gonna sign this, fix this ticket. Cool, cool, cool. But you're not gonna take my gun or nothing. You're not gonna take none of my license. Everything I work for, you're not gonna take none of that for. Because for one, I don't smoke weed. My car don't smell like nothing. No, like you know, it's just uh, we have rights. It's on us to exercise it. But a lot of people think that we can't do it because of some bullshit, you know, TikTok or YouTube video. But it's just like, no, we can't get everything just like everybody else. Only thing we can't get is automatic guns. Okay. So can't nobody get automatic guns at all? Like, out here. Or certain, not this state. Oh, yeah. In other, in other states, everything, everything. In other states, everything automatic. You know yeah. what I'm saying? You go like, a Texas, they get flamethrowers. We can get a flamethrower out here, too. But it's terrible compared to the ones in Texas. Yeah. Because, you know, they do, like, the big bonfires and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I did a class in Utah, and the dude was like, if you can conceal it, you can pretty much carry a bazooka. So if you can get it onto a sling and throw a sheet over it and it can carry under your arm, you can conceal it. You know what I mean? But that's just their culture. Yeah. So yeah. it's just like, well, I'm out here with my regular guns. You know what I'm saying? Think but you doing something. They out yeah. here with bazookas and freaking <laughs> <For real. laughs> flamethrowers. Like, yeah. oh, okay. When I, t- when I tell you it's cool, it's it's cool. So, like, dudes who got me kind of uh, started was a Black Rambo. Mm-hmm. Uh, he out in uh, Texas and stuff. And uh, this dude, Mark Chopper, Derek Grace, he in Florida. Derek Grace, I heard him with the yeah. dreads. Yeah, because yeah. he because he got his kids and and everybody said he was a thug for that. Mm-hmm. I thought that was hard. Like, oh my my little girl needs to learn about this just in case, you know what I'm saying? And and that's what you need to do. We need to teach our kids. But nope, all everybody else got their kids ready prepared. But our kids is the ones that's gonna be Blacking. messed up in there. Yeah, mm-hmm. like nope, it's on us to and break down that information. Just like generational wealth, like I said, oh, we wasn't passing that down. Okay, now we can. So pass it down. This information that we thought we didn't have, we got it now. So there's no excuse for us to, you know, do our kids uh, misfortune by not telling them. 
Mm-hmm. And break that stereotype of thinking we can't do this or we can't mm-hmm. do this. We could do everything. Anything that you want to do, you could do it. Mm-hmm. And everything that you want to learn, I could teach it to you. And you breaking that stereotype. So that's a great thing that you're doing right now, especially teaching the people in our communities, you know, about these laws and about these uh, the safety firearm training and everything. So that's a really big thing for our culture. So I'm glad that you're doing that. And when I get my gun, I'm definitely coming to you. Yeah, <laughs> I'm cool. like, I'm trying to get, you know, everything certified and solicited the right way. You know, yeah. so I can protect myself, protect my son, you know, in that yeah. nature. So how can you legally own a gun in California? Okay, so uh, pull up to my office. You take a 30-question a, a test. It's called a, a FSC test. Um, it costs $25. It goes directly to the DOJ. Um, you fill that out after you pass. You can miss seven questions, or but the question, the test is common sense. Everybody you know? says that it's common sense. Everybody, I'm like, oh, I'm so I'm scared of the test. Like it's like it's just common sense. Like you know, not to point question. guns at kids, right? Right. So you'll pass. That's that, <laughs> that's 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 how that's how they, that's what it is. Is they give us this simple test that really so I I get the test, but then I don't because the questions are not like oh you're. Uh, seeing if a person has like a mental illness and you're doing some type of breakdown to like they shouldn't be getting a gun. This test is simple. Yeah. Once you once you pass that, I print you out and give you a little card and it's good for five years. And then you go to the gun store and you can purchase the gun that day. You just can't pick it up that day. They gotta do the background check. Right? Yeah. And, all and they that. call that a cooling off period. So basically, it's like uh, if you wanted to kill somebody today, you know, what I'm saying they have you wait ten days because hopefully you will cool off. Mm-hmm. And then next thing you know, you pick up the gun. On the TVA, you know, I don't want to shoot you no more. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah you know, and that's and that's what it is. Because <laughs> your background, che- your background check, I'm gonna tell you like this: it come back instantly most times, or if on an extreme circumstance, it come back three days. Like me, I'm a junior, so it's just like sometimes uh, if my ID didn't say junior or something like that, it'd be messed up. So say if my daddy did some crimes, I have I've had people do that. They daddy or they grandpa the same name. You may be the third or something. So now it's just like, oh, you know, you got to do a 30 day thing because. Yo, yo, the name. yeah, like mm-hmm. you, you robbed a bank in the '60s, even though you're only 22 years old. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and, and 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 people have had to appeal like that, so stuff That's like crazy. that happened. Yeah, they want to make sure, like I know you're 26, but you show yeah. 1968, you didn't rob this bank. Like that, hap- that happened to me. I went to the dentist one time, and it, and I was like 15 years old, and the dentist was like, Charles, you have the the, the mouth of like a 40 year old man, and I was like, what? I was like, I was like, sir, I don't even have a cavity. Never had a cavity. Yeah. Like, till his dad still don't have no cavities. Mm-hmm. He was like, you junior, obviously, obviously, right, but obviously. yeah, because he because yeah. he was trying to because uh, because my dad was supposed to get a root canal like literally two weeks later, mm-hmm. so he was finna fuck me up. Yeah, he was finna give you that root canal. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Hold on, sir. That's not me. That's my dad. That's my dad. So like, and how do you like properly um, use one to protect yourself? What can you do? That you will be protected under the, the California laws. How would you be able to use your gun and and not have any charges put against you? See, in the in the in the perfect world, I would say if somebody's trying to do harm to you, you will be good, and there will be no charges brought against you. But in reality, if you do use your gun to defend yourself, you most likely will be still be arrested. You know what I mean? But is that just because you have a gun and you did something like in a lot of, in a lot of situations? Because you have to think of it like this. Uh, the best example I can give is kind of like the Karen example. A Karen will start a problem and then call the police and play the victim. Mm-hmm. So when there's a gun involved, say even if you did call, you know, and you were the one on the right, when the police show up, they don't really know what happened. 
Yeah. You know what I'm saying? They just know it's a gun involved. They don't know. Because the police are not there to um, really solve the problem. It's really the judge and jury who do that. You know what I'm saying? They're going to throw shit at a wall and see what stick. But mm-hmm. as long as you have your ducks in a row, like, you know, that's why I tell people, you got your life has to be immediate danger. You got to always realize it's eyes on you. Cameras is everywhere. You know what I'm saying? It's one of those things that if you pull your gun out to defend yourself, don't say, I'm finna blow your fucking head off or something. It's just like, hey, I'm trying not to hurt you. Like, I'm really, you know what I'm saying? You have to really make it that you are defending yourself and you had no other option. Yeah. You know, it's you don't have to retreat. So we know, like, Florida stands your ground where I could, if somebody tries to slap me in the face, I could defend myself right then and there. Mm-hmm. Um, California is not a standard ground, but we also don't have to retreat. Like, some places you have to, if somebody breaks in right here, and tries to do something to me, I probably would have to run into one of those rooms or something like that and then try to defend myself. But in California, we not stand your ground. We not a duty to retreat. I can just defend myself. So it's like a weird gray area, but it's whatever. So wait, okay, so retreat means you need to get yourself, try to get yourself away from the situation before you have to absolutely fire a shot. Yep. Okay. And that's that's one of the worst things ever. Yeah, because I'm like, I don't want to. I don't want to get shot in the back. Yeah. I don't, I don't want to do that. Yeah. So it's like kind of weird. So, but California is, you can just. Yeah, yeah. Somebody, yourself. If somebody, yeah, somebody. But, you know, it just depends on the situation. So if you, so I know people right now who's uh, defended themselves, but they didn't have a CCW. So the question is this, how did the gun get into your hands when it was supposed to be in your trunk? Because if mm-hmm. you don't have your CCW, you're supposed to transport your gun in your trunk, you know, out of, out of reach from you and everything. So. At what point did you get the gun? Oh, it already has to be in your hands or already in your, you know, pocket or something. Get you with that? Yeah. So it's just, it's 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 terrible, but at the same time too, it gets you a good lawyer. You know what I'm saying? And then you'll be able to, you know, hopefully work it out. Like I said, I want to give it, I want to give you the great slam dunk answer that you did everything right. You finna be good, but this is still California. You know what I'm saying? We didn't see people get killed on camera and get off. We didn't see people do stuff that was we would deem right defending themselves. And then they, they still do jail time. But it wasn't for, like, murder. It was for, you know, something else. So that's just our justice system. I ain't going to lie. So that's when that, um, we're talking about getting your um, insurance mm-hmm. on that would help you out with that. Like, so so say if that situation did happen, you were carrying uh, your gun on you, but you didn't have your CCW, then you could still use that that cushion that we were talking about earlier. Like, you get, like, $2 million or whatever. Mm-hmm. Still get your lawyer and everything, and you mm-hmm. know, hopefully, yeah, because uh, because uh, because in reality, is think of it like this you know, there are good public defenders, don't get me wrong, but if a lawyer is like kind of on a retainer and he knows he's finna be paid, he gonna, you know, I'm not gonna say he's gonna fight for you more, but he has a little bit more incentive, yeah, you know what I mean? Because uh, when you get that insurance, you don't have to get the lawyer that they give you, you can choose your own lawyer, mm-hmm. you can call some of the lawyer, like if you have a, a family lawyer or, or whatever, you know, what I'm saying, hey, you know, if I call you at two in the morning, come. You know what I'm saying? Y'all just have to work it out and, you know, do the stipulations. But, yeah, no, you, they will uh, give you that money. Like I said, I, for $300 a year, I got $2 million. Like, I can't beat that. That's a, that's that ain't nothing but a date night or something. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So what laws protect us if we were to get into something and what we needed to use the firearm? What would be on our side that would protect us from getting anything crazy? So it it is another one it just depends. So you got like self defense law, you have uh like if you like you know self defense law. You can't put it like this. If um, I can use my gun in defense of another person, so that's defense of a third party. Um, but do you know the backstory? Mm-hmm. So if I see two dudes just beating the shit out of each other, I really don't know what happened. 
one, he could have stole from him. He could have been a pedophile. He could have been whatever. You know what I'm saying? Somebody's losing right now, but I don't know the first 10 minutes. The other guy could have been winning. Yeah. You know, so it's like, but I could use it to, you know, break that up. But, you know, say a man is just beating on a woman or something like that, and I use my gun to defend that woman. You know what I mean? Like, okay, then that's a good situation. But now, morally, will that woman go back to that man after mm-hmm. that situation too? Or she's going to be like, why did you do that? You yeah. know, and now it's like, okay, you're in the wrong. Yeah, not that not that guy. That and I know some, and I know somebody right now who doing ninety years. His cousin called him because his man beat his man beat on him. She called her cousin and he wasn't coming to do talking. Did whatever he did and now he in jail because the actual cousin who called him called the police. Wow. So it's it's just one of those things that you know you want to you want to use it to defend somebody else. Yes, but you doing it with the best intentions. Um, so it just really, like I say, it's really no. Crazy good slam dunk answer. That's that's the only messed up part when it comes to it with guns. It depends on what situation that you're yeah. in at that time, and it depends on everything. Like mm-hmm. because like everything is like considered in that situation. Okay, well, you know what was going on in the situation. What happened at this part of the situation? Like mm-hmm. we need to know all of that because that's going to play a role. Because why did you get out your car to go jump into something that had nothing to do with you? Exactly. That's 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 the main thing. Because now it's like you know it's just the a woman got her car stolen. You know what I'm saying. Um, she went, she tracked her car down and she killed the two dudes who, uh, stole her car. That's premeditated murder. Mm-hmm. Your car is already stolen. You got now, so now so for insurance to do purposes, you know what I mean? Right. So it's just premeditated. You went out there like with that intention. Yeah. Like, you, you turned into Batman and then you became judge, jury and executioner. So it's just like, you really can't do that. Yeah. So it's like a gun is like, you know, it don't give us a license to kill. It's just, you know, something has to happen. Cause in reality, if somebody walked in here right now, slapped the shit out of everybody, but they walked out, I can't go shoot them in the back. The threat is gone. Yeah. If the threat is gone, you have no defense now. Mm. Somebody can come steal your TV and then turn around. Now their back is turned. You can't shoot them in the back. That's, yeah, see, that's the things I'm like, okay, so it's certain things that you cannot do. So like you said, if somebody come in and, you know, steal this and they're walking out, mm-hmm. they're leaving. The threat's, the threat's gone. The threat's leaving. It's, it's leaving. It's going. Yeah. And you shoot them in the back. That's mm-hmm. like, okay, they didn't have, they can't defend themselves. Yeah. So that's what's going to count against you in that situation. Because mm-hmm. at this point now, we're just, now it's the the police should have been called, insurance should have been called. Mm-hmm. You know, like now doing this, I'm, I'm really big now on spending that extra maybe 5 or $200 for the extra insurance for some jury, extra insurance for um, the car or, or whatever. Because if you can take a possession, you know what I'm saying, that's cool. I can get it back. And I may even get something better. You yeah. know what I mean? But I can't replay my life. You know what I mean? And I can't just be sitting in jail for X amount of years over a dumb decision. And that's what a lot of people do. They, you know, saying three second decision. Now you didn't lost 25 years. Yep. Over that short amount. Oh, I'm sorry. What do you think? That was my bad. My bad, y'all. My bad, my bad. Um, but yeah, that, that few seconds could cost you your whole entire life. And now you sitting in there contemplating and then trying to, you know, get your lawyer situation together yeah. so you try to get yourself out of a situation. So, you know, um, I feel like just like the kid situation and they shouldn't even, you know, mm-hmm. have had that happen um, properly, like lock your guns up and take care of that. And like you say, even getting your kids trained so they do know what to do when situations like that happen or arise. Like, like you say, you might be in the other room. I'm going to trust your child enough to give them that code and be like, hey, you know, mm-hmm. this happened, get this, give it to me, mm-hmm. you know, and I'll handle the situation, you know, just to protect the whole family. Yeah, that's my thing. I'm, I'm I'm really just big on safety at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. Being EMT, I'm on, I'm on both sides because it's just like, 
like I said, if somebody break in, it's like, you know, if, if we protect it and we just, like I said, you know, if you're bleeding, you know what I'm saying, can you stop the bleed? You know what I'm saying? If you have an allergic reaction, what do you do? Like, you know, a lot of people, allergies go from bad to worse nowadays, so how do we help them? You know what I'm saying? CPR. So so it's just like, you know, I'm just really big on self-preservation, and it's that airport airplane analogy. You can't help nobody else unless you help yourself first. You know what I'm saying? I got to put the oxygen on me first, but then I can help the kid. But it's just like, you know, if I'm not giving my kid the game, I'm not taking care of them and, you know, preparing them because it's just like, okay, hey, I need you to call 911 and say X, Y, and Z. You know, got to be able to articulate yourself. But it's just on, it's the adult first. Hey, you got to start to learn something. It's cool because I'm playing it like this. I done had a lot of rappers from Bay Area, Stockton, Sacramento come. I can't say their names, but they sucked before they came to see me. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? They got 100 bodies in these songs. Yeah. They don't. They don't. I'm seeing them shoot. I'm seeing them shoot. Now, you know what I'm saying? Maybe something different because they got trained properly. Dog. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah. uh, but it's just, you know, um, no, it's just, it's, it, like I said, I'm really big on self safety and self-preservation. I want you to make it home at the end of the day, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying, because you're just living your normal life. You know what I mean? That's my, my main goal is just, you know, get home. You know what I'm saying? Because we got other people to live for, too. Yeah. You know, that need us. So, you know, we got to make sure we get home safe. And I know you provide the classes. So, tell me about the class. I know you said at first, when you first started doing it, people just wanted to come and shoot around with you because you was posting your mm-hmm. you know, your, your, uh, your collection, your gun collection and mm-hmm. stuff, and everybody wanted to come shoot around. So, what made you, you know, just be like, you know what, I'm about to do the, I'm about to do CPR, I'm going to do the firearm safety, I'm going to do, and w- all the other services that you offer. Mm-hmm. What made you... You know, really just be like, okay, I'm going to do this. My uh, One of my old bosses, because he said, uh, uh, we're going to pay for you to be a CPR instructor. And then he was, he gave me a thing. He said, hey, you know, do you want to charge you for an overtime day? Or do you want to be like a, a contractor for yourself? And I was just like, you know, give me an overtime day. He was like, cool. If you, would, you know, if you're an overtime day, you want to make like, what, $400? And then we're going to take taxes or whatever, right? He was like, but if you was a contractor, you could have charged me $100 a person. So if y'all gave you 12 people, you could have got $1,200. Mm. And I was just like, oh, he said, yeah. So he like, you got to realize I'm a millionaire. I have no reason to cheat you. And the money that I'm finna pay you is somebody else's money. Yeah. And you have to think about what you're doing for me. You can go do it for every company in America. Mm-hmm. So you really need to get on your own. And he was just like, and I was just like, dang. So that's like, it really started with CPR first. And then the gun stuff, it was just like, all right, I start seeing people. I was taking classes and I'm just like, man, I'm shooting for, you know, this many hours and you charging me this. I'm breaking it down. I'm like, man, this man making like, you know, $200 an hour. You know what I'm saying? $150 an hour. Yeah. I was like, that's way better than 35 yeah, <laughs> Way better. You, you know what I mean? So it's just like, just just, just a numbers game. My English may not be the best, but my math is good. So it's just <laughs> like, you know, and, and you just start you start seeing it. And it's, uh, like I said, now you start hitting different states. You know what I'm saying? Now I'm not in, in you know, different countries and stuff, you know, and it's just like, Okay, you know, I'm able to afford myself these freedoms because I was putting myself in different positions to do stuff. So, yeah, no, nah, man, uh, being an entrepreneur is a, it was a crazy ride. It's a good ride. It's still up and down. You know what I mean? Like, I remember uh, at one point I was thinking about quitting because it was just like a slow, like, month and a half. And then literally as I was thinking about quitting, I got a call that kind of, like, changed the trajectory. It was like, all right, boom, this is like a $10,000 contract. So now I'm back in the game. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? When it was just like, okay, I'm thinking about just giving up. So, Staying consistent, you know, at first was, you know, I thought I had it, but then until I, the waters really got tested. So now it's like, okay, now I really see what it can be. Like, I see the bad, I can see the good. So, you know, just staying with that. Yeah, and everything has, like, their slow moments. Yeah. 
So don't ever like get discouraged like you want to quit and mm-hmm. everybody gonna have that little slow period of time but maybe that's maybe it's meant for you to just take a rest right then you yeah putting in that hard work you know maybe that's your rest period and then like you said as soon as you was about to give up or think that you wanted to quit you get that call like well, mm-hmm. i'm glad i didn't you know yeah. you know to keep that going and help others and get the bag too at the same time yeah. so you know you gonna have those moments and business gonna pick up again and you're gonna be yeah, and it was, back it was to back. and it was crazy and ever since then and that was a. Uh, like like when I first got my office, cause it, at first I used to do it out of my living room, and then classes got bigger. Then I start doing it out of like hotels, mm-hmm. and it was kind of hard. Like so, if I was in Vegas, it would have been easier for me, I guess, in hotels. But at the same time, now it's like if I say, "Hey, you know, what I'm saying I, I'm doing this class, but it's at a hotels at the Hilton." You like you may be like, "Okay, I trust you. He's really doing a gun class at the Hilton." Yeah. Or you may be like. He's trying to get me to the Hilton for uh, some other shit. You know what I mean? <laughs> so it's like I need us. Yeah. So it's like yeah. I, so it's like I'm like no, it's in the conference room. You know, and we starting here. Then we, so then it was just like people just like and so I was like, all right, I need me an actual location, the office building or something like that. Because yeah. I really didn't want everybody still just coming to my house. Because now if I'm teaching you about guns and you can't know where I stay, yeah, yeah you know what I'm saying. It's like good. I can't be no easy lick. So it's yeah. just like you know, just just changed up the game and just when the my office that I found was was great. So. Price was good, you know what I mean? And now it's just like, it's, it's booming. And, you know, like I said, uh, we, we pack out. And then it's like, go to different cities and we pack out. So it's just like, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's going to take that risk on yourself. And that's the best gamble, you know, honestly, as mm-hmm. long as you yeah. trust yourself. So, but everybody can do everything that you do. It's a million podcasts, just a million gun instructors and stuff like that. But my boy said like this, he was like, but they ain't you. Yeah. And I was just like. That's real. Only it's only one you. Yeah, I remember that's only one you. How did you feel like like you said you went from doing it in your house to being at the Hilton to now having your own office space? Like you know, like oh shoot, like this is really taking off. Like mm-hmm. you know that that proud moment. Like how did you feel? Uh, I'm still like in shock because there's so much more. Like the trajectory is still crazy. You know what I'm saying? Like, other people saying, like, man, I see this for you. I see this for you. Like, people see stuff for you that you don't even see. You know what I mean? And it's just, like, start opening your vision. It's like it was when I was in New York and I was, like, drinking and I was just like, dang, we really out here. You know what I'm saying? Like, in whole. No, I was talking to these uh these ladies in the DR. We was in this pool and we was just chopping it up about some money and stuff like that. And it's just like, I'm dang. I'm doing this yeah. Right yeah, you that know, moment hit you. That reality set in. It's like what, and they go, like, "Oh yeah, we travel. You know, six months out the year. This is what we do. Da, 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 da. We make our money. You know what I'm saying? It's, and it's just like people with money just move different. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? The stresses is is different. And it's like, okay, well, I'm, I'm I can't wait till I get there. Yeah, I was like, I was talking to my boy. I was like, oh, you know, I may have made um, I may have made six figures. Cool, that's great. Well, I didn't did like you know two million. So what you finna do to catch up? And it's just like, you, you need know, people like that around yeah. and it's like, and it's, and it's, and it is great. It's just like, okay, well, um, I'm gonna figure something <laughs> that you, 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 know, you, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and, 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 you, and that's the thing. Cause it's just like, you got other people who look at you, like you didn't made it. And then it's just mm-hmm. like, they trying to leech off of you or something like that. Mm-hmm. So like, I really have to cut a lot of people off. It kind of sucked, but it's just like, you know, it's a lot more peaceful. Cause now that everybody, I can't, I can't talk to everybody every day because you know, they, they running their businesses, they doing their stuff. And it's just like, you know, hey, you know, we got a mixer out here or hey, we going to Vegas. Your ticket and stuff is already paid for. Just just pull up. The the, the hotel paid for it, Airbnb just paid for, it. just pull up. Everything different. Yeah, yeah. So it's just like, you know, I can't do that. I can't do the 
we finna piece up for a hotel room and then we and five people trying to pay for one bottle and stuff. Uh-huh. Can't do that. Count, y'all counting y'all pockets and counting their pockets. Yeah. Like, how much you got in? Oh, I didn't pay for all yeah. this. It's just too much. Yeah, like, like, you know. the, stress be, the stressors be different for mm-hmm. people that's getting it and people that's, you know, just comfortable and, and, mm-hmm. and just complacent. I don't want to be yeah, that. Yeah. I don't want to be. I don't want to be that. And it's be more. And, and what it is is just be more giving. Like I was always like a nice and giving person because I came from love. But like now it's just like my thing is like this. Like I said, I don't smoke weed. But if you come to my house, you want to smoke weed? That's cool. Yeah. But you come to my house, you are probably gonna drink or something. And when things like this, if you get messed up, hey, I'm not gonna let you leave or I'm gonna order you a lift because everybody got too much to lose. You know what I'm saying? We got different licenses and money, so I can't let no DUI derail you. So I, I'll pay the two hundred dollar lift. Or you finna sleep on the couch or something, then you're gonna wake up and get some food because yeah. you got stuff going on. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the things, too, is like you just don't let everybody at your house. So the people who you do let in your circle, you know what I'm saying, you trust. trust them. Yeah. You really trust so, mm-hmm. like, no, nah, man, it's like, a, you know, just just move different now. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that come with growth and, and, and knowledge of things. I'm moving different. I'm doing different things. I'm, you know, pro- I got a family to provide for now. So it's like, I gotta move differently because I gotta set them up to the next generation. Yeah. You gotta think about that as well. So, um, what was I going to ask you? I was going to, oh, so when you said that you, uh, do different classes out of state, so how does that, how does that work? Are you getting like contracts with different companies to go, um, teach or you just connected like just from networking? Uh, a little bit of both. Mm-hmm. It, it, it depends. Like, uh, the picture that the, the video that's pinned on my post right now is from this, um, this entrepreneur, her name is, uh, uh, Courtney and she owns slutty courthouse or whatever mm-hmm, she do. That. She do, uh, sex toys and lubricants and stuff like that. And she connected ball and puts it like this. She got me a thousand followers in one day all because she pulled a gun out of her chest. That's it. That's it right there. So in reality, sex sailed, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And mm-hmm. people just hit me up like that. So it's just like, she was in Georgia and she like, Oh, you know, come down here for this. And, woo, woo. and then it's just like, Oh man, like other businesses hit me. So it's like, this is my first time in Georgia. So I'm going to Atlanta, going to Savannah. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, then, you know, uh, one of my students was there. He was a, a bodyguard. So now he going state to state. He was, uh, he was bodyguarding for that girl, like big Trilla. That song was like, like we ain't riding, riding no niggas or some shit like that. Mm-hmm. So she was, he was the, her bodyguard. So now I'm training bodyguards going back out of state to reconnect with them. And it's just like, it can go from like a Instagram post or just like me giving you a license and then now it's just like, boom, okay, now I got 40, 50 people for you. You know what I'm saying? Everybody, like, different states, they just try to check your temperature be like, okay, what's the, is he really serious? You know what yeah. I'm saying? But then the corporate contracts is, okay, well, you know, we have these many guards. We have this going on. Can you do this to provide this service? Yeah, because I can maybe a um, gun class or maybe CPR, mm-hmm. you know, because, you know, Red Cross and um, American Heart, you know, that's everywhere. Mm-hmm. So it's just like, you know, you want you want to learn to save a life at least one way for me. You know yeah. what I mean? And uh, like I said, it, it just depends on who hit me. But social media has been my biggest platform. But right now, I'm uh, really trying to transition more into get more corporate stuff because you know a big corporate contract could be hundred thousand thousand, hundred thousand, or you know, or like two million. But it's over, you know, next five six years, and I can contract it out to some other people. Okay, you know, I pay them fifteen thousand. But you know what I'm saying? But I'm still pocketing so much over here because all I just did was. And you in Indiana, and I can't make it to Indiana for these classes. Mm-hmm. You yeah, know send somebody I mean? else out, and they mm-hmm. get that while you still collecting yours at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. Middle, I have no problem middleman in the play <laughs> at no all. Problem. So, uh, so like I said, it, it just really depends. So, you know, having that corporate email and um, having a good open DM. So, like I said, it just depends. You know, I tell people if the money right, I'm everywhere like the air. So, if the money's yeah. right, I, I ain't got no problem going. 
Exactly, and that's how it should be, and that brings a whole bunch of networking connections your way for you to be in good standing with them for you know whenever they need you or whenever vice versa. Mm-hmm. So that's always good to have that open line of communication. So, how can people find out about your classes? Um, when are your classes? How often do you do them? Let 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 the people know. Um, I do classes, uh, basically seven days a week. You know, usually Monday, Wednesdays, Fridays. Is like my one-on-one classes, and mm-hmm. then uh, Saturdays and Sundays is my group classes. Uh, but you know, it just depends on the like the time. Some people say they can only do nighttime classes because they may be like a like a domestic violence victim or something like that. So like, or, or I'll be like, okay, you know, we'll put you on the Tuesday or something like that. So you know, whenever they really want to schedule, they can hit me. You know, find me on Instagram or just go to my website, uh, cjsworldllc.com, and they can book it there, or they can just give me a call two zero nine nine zero five eight six one five. You know, so just. Just hit me. <laughs> All right, y'all. If y'all want to learn about firearm safety, CPR training, learn how to use your gun properly, this is the guy, okay? This is the guy. He just gave you his information. I'm going to have it posted in the description, the link, the website, all the links directed to him so you can directly hit him up and get you get yourself set up to start operating your firearm safely and get your gun safely okay thank you so much for coming on and being such an informative guest i appreciate you coming on and give us this education about this and do you have any last words any advice for somebody you know it's uh protecting yourself is one of the easiest things you can do you know i'm saying don't let nobody discourage you or tell you no or feel bad for wanting to own a gun or anything like that you know i'm saying your life matters so train like it you know what I'm saying? And, you know, just it's, it's on you to defend yourself. The police is minutes away while a threat is seconds away. Mm. So, you know what I'm saying? Don't ever, don't ever feel bad. You know what I mean? Like, and I, uh, I want to do this again. This was cool. Like I said, this is, I'm, I'm new trying to get more in podcasts and, 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 and do interviews and stuff. So this was awesome. I'm, I'm really happy to be here. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. Awesome advice. And again, like I said, thank you for coming on. And we will see you on another episode of Quantity Radio. Thanks for tuning in.